All right. Happy Monday morning, everybody. It's the Pick 6 Podcast. I just want you to know that your reviews, your ratings last weekend, they're all coming through. Pushed us into uh, we're top 100 at some point on the uh, the old podcast chart. Text a picture of that to my boss. He gets all giddy. Uh, he gave me a uh, Barnes & Noble gift card. Actually, it was a Radio Shack gift card. So I'm, I'm, I'm rolling in the dough these days. I got some more exciting news in that gift card, though. This is Will Brinson. Of course, you're listening to the Pick 6 Podcast. Daily, we're going to be daily all the way through the draft. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's not even the exciting news. The exciting news is that right now, Nick Costos is making his triumphant return to the Pick 6 Podcast. Does uh does Radio Shack still exist? Like, is that still a thing? Like, was that a joke or were you being serious? That was the joke. It wasn't well, do, a good Do Barnes joke. & Noble still exist? I assume they do. Not only does Barnes & Noble still exist, but there's one like five minutes from my apartment in Fort Lauderdale. It's awesome. It's like three levels. It's great. I, I personally like bookstores and I like reading real books and I still buy regular books to read because you can't, you don't want to be reading your phone on a, on the beach. You know, I love bookstores. Like I kind of, I'm upset about the fact that like, I used to love borders, love Barnes love and Noble, sure. love the brick and the brick and mortar bookstore. It's, sh- it. it's a shame, Nick, and people can follow Nick at the Costos and also watch CBS sports HQ our 24-7 live streaming OTT network that is crushing it. Uh, Nick host with Tommy Tran most nights doing the nightly show, I believe. Uh, preview stuff from a gambling perspective. And if you really like the NFL draft, three days of coverage on HQ, I'm sure that I'll be popping this is, in. This is my, fa- my favorite thing about that was, if you really like the NFL draft, says the guy that's, we're on an NFL podcast right now. We're about to start talking. I'm guessing that the people that are listening are fans of the NFL draft. Right. Yeah, right. So, so, so let me give a better sales pitch here. I'm hosting the NFL draft on CBS Sports HQ all three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's going to be awesome. You hear me on the podcast. You know I know what I'm talking about. We're going to be with a lot of people that know what they're talking about. It's going to be spectacular. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday. And, of course, urge, urge you to watch me on CBS Sports HQ. I'm basically on from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern every day. So it's like you turn the network on, chances are you're going to see me. Watch me do highlights, do interviews. It's awesome. Is this your first podcast in – this is your first podcast in how long? Two months probably. To, not not just the Pick 6 podcast. You haven't done the Pick 6 podcast since – Oh, I've done the wrestling. I, I did the uh, In This Corner, the wrestling podcast on CBS with Brian Campbell. Um, I've done that around WrestleMania a couple times. Okay. But I haven't done this podcast, I think, since the week after the Super Bowl. I thought it was like the the middle of the playoffs, but maybe it was the week after the Super Bowl. It's entirely possible. I don't know if you know this. We got a new format. We're daily. We're very yes, excited. I am, I, I, yes, we work in the same place. I am very I'm, aware I'm, of what goes on. I'm just kidding. I watched HQ some the other night, and it was like it was almost a borderline annoying how much publicity the Pick 6 podcast is getting on there. I was like, God. It's not annoying at all. It's awesome. No, it's great. And the the, the reviews are uh, fantastic. I'm going to fire up iTunes and read a review. Um, I'm drinking more because of this podcast because I record at night and I like to talk about what beer I'm drinking. I got to tell you. You're one of those. I like, I like, I like, I drink a lot of beer and I like to inform people about what beer might be good. I'm not a, I'm not a beer fan. You know what? I like beer. I don't drink beer though. Yeah, well, but I like beer. I'm currently drinking a Sierra Nevada hazy little thing uh it's their spin on the new england ipa 6.7 percent my brother brought over a six pack last night what kind is it what kind of beer is it uh just an ipa but like a cloudy little ipa I can t- like i love like really light pale like if i could like well, I, like like hogarden i would say is like one of my favorite beers okay that's that's much lighter than what i'm talking about i also have i brought up just in case 
Uh, we talked for a long time before the podcast, which, you know, we're, we're buddies, so that happens. Um, we I, did talk for about, like, a solid seven to ten minutes yeah, before we Yeah, well, I was thinking, like, in case it was, like, 15 or 20, I brought an extra uh, Cigar City Guayabara Citra Pale Ale that I may chug on the second half of this podcast if it, if it gets long. And, look, we don't – we're restrained to 30 minutes from – You're one of these dudes, huh, that's like, I think this is the beer I'm drinking right now, and it's a, it's a, it's a pale of blah, 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 the BS this. Who, ca- who cares, man? Um, I about, think, your, about your stupid beer. I, I think some people care. Tweet me at Will Brinson or at Pick Six Pod uh, if you care about my beer. Hold on, I'm going to read a review really quickly because I oh hey we got a few more in today. That's very nice. A couple more five stars in there. Um, this is a great from Juno three one two seven, and it fits in with what I'm talking about. If you like dot dot dot, then you'll love dot dot dot. Parentheses, new format edition. If you like listening to a middle-aged football nerd call You us- tweeted this earlier. You're reading you're, you're, you're reading the same thing that you tweeted earlier. So, okay. Um, fine, I'll read this other one from SaintsFan0302. <laughs> Great podcast, but miss the old format. Love the podcast, but miss the old format with Costos, Prisco, and JLC. Hope they bring it back in some capacity during the season for the picks. Obviously, we're going to do that. We yes. will have... Yeah, I mean, like, I would anticipate that for a pick show, we have the same sort of show that we had before, except it'll just be in 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to get Jason off the podcast. Then maybe it'll be 30 right, minutes. If right. It's just yeah. me, you and Pete, but Jason on that's guaranteed an extra 15 to 30. Okay. Speaking of drinking and you're going to look, you, I know you guys are waiting for football news and we're five minutes into it. We haven't got any, that's fine. Don't worry about it. This is a Costos pod. It's going to, we're going to meander a little bit in this one. Speaking of drinking, you were telling me a story about drinking last night yeah. that involves my place, my favorite place in Fort Lauderdale, the Royal Pig. Uh, no. Continue. Royal Pig, by the way, great, great, great sports bar. The burgers like, there are incredible. The, the food there is fantastic. So, so a couple things go into this. So, like you remember, I was telling you, did I ever share with the audience like all the health problems I had last year with like my herniated disc and all the nerve pain I was having? I'm sure you knew about it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said like, a couple epidurals. So, long story short, I was in great shape like last summer. And then I got a herniated disc in my neck and I my like a tear in my shoulder. I haven't been able to lift any weights in nine months, basically. So just now, like the last like couple weeks, maybe like a month, I'm able to start work, like actually working out again, running with no debilitating nerve pain, working out with resistance bands instead of, instead of weights. And I love the resistance band. So I'm, I'm getting back to being in pretty good shape, which is awesome. So I'm out last night. I'm feeling confident, feeling good. Right. And uh, a bunch of us from work are out and uh waitress takes a, a liking, a fancy to yours truly. Now, people will always say, ah, like what, like probably not the case. People were there that both Will and I know that can vouch for this 100% beyond the shadow of a doubt. Very attractive waitress. But my buddies have always said that I'm the type of dude when it comes to women that I can have a layup, like drive down the lane, shoot the layup. But I can't do that. I have to do like the reverse 360 windmill. For reasons, I think if I'm being totally honest with myself about to turn 35, I think it's because like I, I'm a showman at heart. Like I actually like sure. I can't help myself, and I'm at peace with it at this point. So she went to give me a shot, baby Guinness shot, which is like Cafe Patron basically. Yeah. And um and I like took her hands. You can see me well. So like she like goes to put the shot down, and I like grab went to grab the shot, and I like took her hand, and I like put my hand like up her up her arm, and then, not like it it was not groping. Just to be That's clear, it. it was just like touching her hand, and I like looked at her as I did it, and from that point on. No more. That was it. It was. It went from. Seal. It went from literally sixty miles an hour of good to zero miles an hour. 
Oh, was, oh, like her response was like, what are you doing? No, no, she didn't say anything about it, but that was like, she didn't flirt with me at all. And I tried to like rekindle a little couple <laughs> times. And they even said to me, they were like, the, my buddies, the, the, our coworkers were like, you had it. Like, why did you do that? Like, yeah. why did you have to yeah. do that? And my response was, why wouldn't I do it? Like, what do, you, what do you mean? I push the envelope a little bit. That's kind of my, kind of my deal in life in general, I think. You tried to go uh, Ricky Davis off the backboard to get your own triple-double. And... I can't – dude, like, I actually, like, I can't help myself in spots like that. Uh, okay, so let's dive into the Giants. Is that a decent story or a bad story? It's a great story. Okay, cool. I, so, look, this new podcast format has made me a little bit, like, not more rude, but uh, it's, it's constraining my – Normally, I'd be like, oh, well, what about this time I was drinking? You know, like, it's, you know, yeah, no, I understand. We've got, we got time limits. Um, and uh, and at some point, EK, Eric K., uh, my boss, uh, all of our bosses will, will, will say, hey, buddy, you took eight minutes to get into the meat of talking about football. Hey, my, hey, my boss. Love EK, not my boss, though. No, whatever. Um, Her boss. Yeah. He, hiring, firing power that EK has. So anyway, let's dive into the Giants. What are your thoughts, Nick Costos, lifelong Giants fan? on the potential of Dez Bryant replacing Brandon Marshall because Dez has been seen working out with Odell Beckham. The Giants are sort of one of those teams that get bandied about as a possible landing spot for him. Clearly, he would get to play the Cowboys twice. Uh, your thoughts? Well, um, I saw the tweet that you put out with the, the Spider-Man meme with the two of them looking at each yeah, other, proud pointing at each other. I tweeted um, right, after the, right after I think the Cowboys released Dez. I tweeted the Giants already have Des Bryant on the roster. His name is Brandon Marshall. So like I, I'm in lockstep with you on that. But actually, as time has gone on, and I, and I actually had a really strong take on it right when Des got released, which was hell no as far as Des Bryant and the Giants are concerned. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, the worst idea in the world. All he literally has to do, Des Bryant, if the Giants sign him, is not get shorter. Like, stay the same height, catch jump balls in the end zone. Take some of the heat off of Odell Beckham and like and those two and Sterling Shepard. It's basically like what if Brandon Marshall had been good last year, what it could be. I wouldn't be expecting Des to come in and be the Des Bryant of like 2011. Like that's not going to happen. Right. But I mean, but can he catch seven to ten touchdowns in that offense? 100. percent So if you put you roll out roll it out in the red zone with 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 Beckham and Evan Engram and Sterling Shepard and Des. I mean that's pretty dynamite. I I don't know that I would be opposed to the Giants signing him. And the other thing about Des that, like, I, I feel like he gets an unfair rap, right, from from people. You know, he's not out there. He's not a criminal. Like, he cares. And it's the same deal with, with Odell Beckham, where people hate on Beckham. You punched a kicking net or punched a, a hole in the wall. You know what I've done before in my life? Punched holes in the wall because I'm freaking passionate. Odell Beckham wants to win, and Des Bryant wants to win. I think I would actually be on board with Des getting signed by the Giants. Bonus, he would get two games a year at the Cowboys. And he would also get two games. And look, and like I think even if Dez is totally washed up, I think you're going to get Andre Johnson versus the Texans. Like Andre Johnson didn't do jack for the for the Colts, except for light at the Texans twice. And it was obvious it was coming. And I think the other thing you're going to get with Dez is two games a year where he pisses off Josh Norman. And maybe that maybe that works out like in the well I well, I think like the two of them like Odell and um and Des might have to do like rock paper scissor in the locker room before the game to see like who gets Josh Norman that day. Well, ideally, Josh Norman would waste his time on Des and leave and leave. Correct. And leave yeah, Odell if you're Beckham, Josh whatever, Norman, yeah. you'd much rather cover Des than Odell Beckham. Yeah, no doubt. yeah, for sure. Uh, I just don't think I don't think Des has a ton left in the tank, and I do worry that. Well, from if, what perspective though? Like, is he is he a number one still? Probably not, like a truly. If he's but, like, a, if but he's, is he capable of like, like, like 
I think does he's got he, a lot left in the tank, just not as like an elite receiver, though. But does he know that he's a two? That's my concern. I don't know that he is has the self-awareness to realize that he is a two and would be maybe the third option for Eli Manning in that offense. And depending on what they do in the draft, maybe the fourth option. But, I mean, I, he'd be the best fourth option in the NFL as far as I'm concerned, though. Sure. Especially as a red zone threat. Like, that, that's, it's pretty dynamite. Like, even just Des and Engram, like, and, and obviously Beckham's the best, the best player, maybe the best player in the league. That'd be pretty awesome to roll those guys out in the red zone. So I didn't like it at first, but now with Brandon Marshall officially out, I've kind of talked myself into Des Bryant. What do you th- okay? And this, I think these, this dovetail. So let's just make this a broader, com- a broader, longer conversation about what the Giants have done this offseason. Because I don't want to get too specific and ask you what do you think that what do you think about the Giants offseason? Because to me, the Gi- so much of what the Giants are doing in the offseason leads into this number two yeah, overall it's incomplete pick. at this point. Yeah, you, like, you, can't, you can't grade it yet. Well, if the if the Giants did if Dave Gettleman did everything he did and then drafted Sam Darnold too, it would be a little confusing, I think. I don't think so. Because I think that, actually, I think that makes, I think it makes sense either. All right, let's, 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 let's ask, I'm going to ask something more pointed. What do you want the Giants to do with the number two overall pick? I want them to take a quarterback. No matter what? No matter what. If if they take Bradley Chubb, I'm not going to hate it. If they trade down and still are able to get a quarterback, or like stockpile picks, and then we'll see what happens from there. What I do not – its the better question is, is what do I not want them to do? I do not want them to take Saquon Barkley at number two overall. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a quarterback, it's Bradley Chubb, or it's trade down. And if I had my druthers, you take a quarterback. And I think it's, it's actually – it's so obvious. And like Gettleman's been saying things – by the way, Dave Gettleman – like it's like you trying to pronounce Mara correctly with Mara. Dave Gettleman cannot say the word court quarterback. The quarterback. The quarterback. The quarterback. Listen, guys. There's no W in the word quarterback. The quarterback. I'm currently, so I swear that, that means I got four friggin' days to do it. I swear I'm going to get, I'm going to be, I'm going to have the ability to drop sound drops into this show by the time that the draft comes around. Cause there's going to be good stuff coming out of the draft. I okay. wish I could, I wish I could drop either Dave Gettleman saying the quarterback or he's saying, listen, guys, I, you know, I don't, I, I'm an old man. Seven seconds of video flashed in front of my eyes. I don't know what I saw. Look at me. I love pizza. You know, like it's like Dave Gettleman. Dave, I love Dave Gettleman. And I've, I loved him since he was the Panthers GM. I he should have been on the Soprano. Like he, he, he could have been yeah. back there in, 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 uh, in the Bada Bing with, with Tony Soprano, Bully Walnuts, and Sylvia. Yeah. Except for the fact, yeah, I mean, no, I guess he could have because, I mean, he wears like, he's a little less smooth. Like he's a little more. Grandfather in it, grandfather in his gate. He looks and talks like like a freaking mobster from the Northeast. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. And he's like, listen, he's like, he's like, I'm going to read this prepared statement. It's like you didn't prepare that. It's just a bunch of notes. He does, like, he does sort of have that that dry sense of humor. I actually yeah. find it to be pretty funny, except for the, the fact that I feel like he's going to ruin my football team, my favorite team. I don't um, think I don't think he's going to yes, ruin no it. No Saquon Barkley. That 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 is my thing. Is no Saquon. Take a quarterback. Do you think that they are trying to? Do you think that the Saquon Barkley stuff is a smokescreen? Or yes. do, I think he's legit. I think he legitimately likes Saquon. Here, okay, so here's my thing: having followed Dave Gettleman closely as a as somebody who grew up as a Panthers fan and someone who watched what he did in several years at the, at the draft, I feel like he is loves his position at number two, but he hates the fact that this is a quarterback rich class because when he sets his board, there's only one guy, and I think it's Sam Darnold that he puts. He would be willing to take. As because of the positional value above either Bradley Chubb, Saquon Barkley, or Quentin Nelson. Why do you think it's Darnold? I, I that's just the guy. I think he would. It could be Rosen. I don't think it is. I don't think they would be 
smoke screening on Rosen? I, I guess everybody smokes. I just screening. think it's all BS. And I think that everything that anyone says this time of year is BS or has some sort of Machiavellian tint to it, right? So when, when Gettleman comes out and he's praising Saquon Barkley, to me, that says he's not taking him. That's just me. I could be wrong. They might take him. When he comes out and says, if you take well, a quarterback, if you take the... And look, this statement is... You've covered... You know you know Dave Gettleman a lot better than I do. I don't know the guy at all. But like, he made a statement last week that was so preposterously stupid that there's no way that it's true because he's the been... five years? NFL. Yes. You can't say things like, oh, if you take the wrong quarterback, you're screwed for five years. Or... You can never have a quarterback, and you're screwed in perpetuity. Like, you have to take a quarterback. Like, he's got to know that. I feel like he said that. Like, there's no way that, like, he could have actually said that and meant it. No, he meant it. See, if you – here's the thing with Gettleman. If you look at what Dave Gettleman has said and done this all season, he believes that Eli Manning has something left in the tank. Now, right right or wrong, that's what he thinks. No, no question. I think Shermer thinks so too, right? Yeah, no doubt. of course. I think that Dave Gettleman believes that if he is shoehorned into taking a quarterback – there's going to be pressure put on Eli Manning if Eli struggles to play the young guy. Fine. It's going to, I'm not saying this right or wrong. I'm just he already benched him for Geno Smith. It's like how much worse Dave Gettleman did. Dave Gettleman didn't. No, I know, but like, but it happened though. Right, right. Like it actually, it happened. No, no, I'm like saying, I'm saying that, I'm saying that Eli's going to be pissed off because there's a young guy in the building. There's going to be pressure on Eli's pissed. You're going to have an unhappy veteran quarterback who's not helping your young quarterback. I look. I'm. I'm just telling you how Dave Gettleman is approaching this, and he Without sees he sees Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb as top flight prospects. And I think at the end of the day, when you if you watch what he did in Carolina, he doesn't like trading down. He doesn't like effing around and trying to get cute in the draft. He takes his he takes the best player on his board regardless of position, almost ninety percent of the time. And I think that he's going to take either Chubb or Barkley too. Right, he's going to get fired in like three to three to four years. Not if the Giants win ten games. But okay, so let's okay, so let's play this game, right? Okay, in your opinion, as someone who covers the league as closely as you do, what is the ceiling for the 2018 New York Football Giants? The ceiling before the draft. So let, let's say they take Saquon, they hit on an offensive lineman. The pad, like like all the all the boxes, all the what ifs get checked off. They get a good safety to play opposite Landon Collins. The linebacking core is improved. The pass rush is better. They can actually run the football. Beckham stays healthy. What's the ceiling for the 2018 New York Football Giants? Well, they could win the division and win 12 games. So you think that they, that that team has Super Bowl upside? If if you make the, I mean, I think if you make the playoffs, you clearly have Super Bowl upside. No, no. What I'm asking you is, do you think the 2018 Giants are capable of winning a Super Bowl? If everything goes right, are they capable of winning a World Championship? Yes, James. See, Be- I, I disagree. James Bet- James Betcher is a really good defensive coordinator, and he's get he's got to, like I think if you add Chubb to that defense, suddenly you have enough to play with where you can be stout defensively. You hope the defense bounces back this year. Nate Solder is a huge plus for Eli Manning. Eli's going to be better than he was last year. They've got the weapons to make, uh, to set him up in a, in, a, in a way that he can score. And I think if they add Saquon Barkley, he's going to be an instant impact offensive guy, obviously. So to me, the Giants, look, the Redskins aren't guaranteed anything. They've got a higher floor now than they did last year, but a lower ceiling. The Cowboys. No, I think they could be the second best team in the division. I don't think they're going to be better than Philly. What if Carson Wentz isn't healthy? He's coming well, off an ACL. Well, dude, it's like I, I, I said this right when they hired the. It would not surprise me in the slightest, in the slightest, 
if the Giants went 10 and 6 this year and made the playoffs. I would not be surprised. I'm not saying that like that, that their ceiling is 8 and 8 or 9 and 7. Their ceiling, they could go 11 and 5. They went 11 and 5 in 2016 with a team that I didn't think was that good. It was largely thanks to Odell Beckham Jr. My point is is that in the in the remaining years of Eli's career, I think it's highly unlikely. If they were in the AFC, maybe, because the NFC is so much better than the AFC. But you've got to deal with Philly, and you've got to deal with Green Bay, and you've got to deal with Minnesota, and you've got to deal with the Saints, and the Falcons, and the Panthers, and the Rams, and the Seahawks, and an ascending San Francisco 49ers team. It might not be ready for primetime next year, but will be in the, in the coming years here. I just don't, like, why can't you do both, right? So let's say that, let's say that they take a quarterback at two. Why can't you take Sony Michelle at the top of the second round, or Ronald Jones, or Nick Chubb? Take another running back. Like, you have to be able to plan for the future also because you don't want to – so what Gettleman is doing here, right, this offseason, right, man? What he's done is is they're not planning to be picking this early again. No. So if this, if this is your crack at a quarterback here, you've got to take one because you're not going to get another chance to do it unless and, – and, and I think that the um, – that the red herring here is Davis, Davis Webb. Davis Webb. Um, unless they love Davis Webb, and Davis Webb's the guy, in which case they're doing a great job fooling everyone since Davis Webb didn't even freaking play last year when they bench see Geno Smith play, not even Davis Webb. So I think that that's a huge what if, and I think that while they could go 10-6 and six next year, if all everything breaks right, I don't think this is a Super Bowl team, and I think you have to plan for the future because you're not going to get a better crack at it than you are right now. Take your quarterback. Sit him for a year or two years. Take the damn quarterback. That's what wins in this league. Come uh, on. What 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 would you say you're banging on your desk right now? You know, I did that during the other podcast. Also, I think I'm really pissed. I'm sorry. I don't care. Probably sounds sounds like sounds like ass. I'm sure, right? No, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like a a very like like a riled up Giants fan slamming his finger down as he's making it's, points about Giants. No, it's, it's, <laughs> I just like taking Saquon. I feel like would be he might. Well, let, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. Barry Sanders than maybe, but like, who the hell knows? You know, maybe the Lions did. Did the Lions win a playoff game with Barry Sanders? Yeah, right. They did, but the I mean, like, they never won. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but they never won. I mean, but like, but like, it's not like Barry Sanders doesn't guarantee you Super Bowls. Not, you know, nothing does. You know, like you know, you know who does? Eli Manning, right? Troy well, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, here's here's my point on Dave Gettleman. I and. When I said that I think this is what Dave Gettleman will do, that's not me saying that's what I think Dave Gettleman should do. I'm just telling you what I think he is going to do. Now, what what I would do if I were him is if I'm not – I don't think you have to take a quarterback if you don't love the quarterback. If Darnold is your top quarterback and you consider him along with uh, Saquon and Chubb to be the top prospects, then take him at two. Yank on him at two. Otherwise, trade down or, or you know, like I don't think you have to take Baker Mayfield just because he's the second quarterback on no, your board. No, I, I think you take if they love a guy, you take him. But like, but okay, so does a scenario exist where Dave Gettleman looks at all these quarterbacks and says, "I don't like any of these guys." Yes, that scenario exists. A scenario also exists where a meteor strikes one of us right now and and, and blows us to smithereens. I don't think it's very likely, right? Because if six quarterbacks could potentially go in the first round, and I actually, I'm a betting man. If, you, if I had to bet on it, I would bet that six. I would say it's the top four plus Rudolph plus Lamar Jackson all go in round one. Yeah. And if you're telling me that if six guys are going in the first round and Dave Gentleman doesn't think that one of them could be a franchise quarterback, I just think that that's highly unlikely. Now, maybe he only really likes one guy. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's Darnold. And Darnold goes one. And then what do you do? 
I take Bradley Chubb at that point, or I trade down and try and get Quentin Nelson. That's what I would do. I would not take the running back. I don't think like like Saquon's great. Take Ronald Jones. Take Sony Michelle. Take Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt was nasty last year. Took him in the third round. Now I, I know I know that you could throw Zeke and Fournette back in my face, and sure, 100 percent right. But you say this more than anybody, and you're right. If the Cowboys could do it over, how could you not take Jalen Ramsey over mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott? Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm Gettleman, I look at it and I would you rather have Bradley Chubb and Ronald Jones? Or would you rather have Saquon Barkley and Lorenzo Carter? Like it's not even close. You take you take the the, the premier pass rusher at the premier no position, and then you supplement it with a running back later in the draft. Especially, you like him more than Miles Garrett, right? Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. I mean, I do, but like, I, you're an NC State guy, but I mean, but I mean, the guy by all accounts is freaking sick. Yeah, if you put Bradley Chubb and Miles Garrett together, they're going to be ridiculous. No, no, no. Chubb is look. I will, I will, I promise you that barring injury, Bradley Chubb will make a Pro Bowl in his first three years, no doubt. I have, I, I believe it. I have zero doubts. I wouldn't be. I mean, All Pro is kind of a stretch because it's a, it's a tough position. It wouldn't surprise me. He is fantastic rushing the passer. Can do it with speed and power. Not exactly the like. He's not the fastest guy. He didn't have the fastest step, but I mean, he's technically sound. Is that worrisome in a three-four? No, no, no. He can he can drop into coverage. He can he can rush standing up. God, I hope that they don't drop him. It's like I, I hate when coaches do stuff. No, like no. That. I've just I've just seen him. Like, that's I've, what Greg Williams would do. Like Greg Williams would put him out on Neptune with Jabril Peppers in secondary. He's tremendous against the run. Yeah, Greg Williams is crazy. Um, and did you? I don't know if you, you probably didn't see this because it was NC State Pittsburgh. He dislocated his finger to the point where it was 90 degrees and just kept playing. Love it. Yeah. Like Chubb is a monster and he's going to be a stud. And if I have the, if if I'm second overall and I'm just adamant, I don't want to trade down and lose out on blue chip prospects. Then I just take Chubb at two and be done with it. I'm cool with it. They take Bradley Chubb at two. I'm 100% okay with it because that is simultaneously a pick for the future and a pick for right now. Okay. Saquon Barkley to me feels like a pick for right now. Well, the thing and, I, is, and I don't think they can win a Super Bowl next year. You can't. You're not gonna. You're gonna get Saquon Barkley for five years, and then you're gonna have to give him some enormous running back contract that you don't want to pay him. Well, the number would be. I saw someone tweet this the other day that if you picked up Saquon Barkley's fifth year option, he'd make twenty million dollars. That's right. Like you can't. Do, you can't do that. Like the guy could be. I'm not. I'm not crapping on the prospect, the player, the person. It's the position. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm very adamant about it that quarterback is one thousand percent the way to go. Remember Blake Bortles' fifth year option was nineteen million, and Bortles was he was third overall. Third overall, right? So if you take Barkley too, it's it's with when you fix factor in the inflation. Yeah, you're talking about twenty but, but, million. But like, plus. Look at the NFC, and like you could say this about the AFC too, but the NFC is so much better, right? So Dak's a good like an ascending young quarterback, right? Carson Wentz is an ascending you're still young quarterback. Your desk, by the way. What you say? Oh, I'm saying I have to say There are so many good quarterbacks in the NFC. Like, what are you going to do? And, and, and like, I, I, great, Eli might have a good year next year, but, like, the kids' best years are behind him. And yes. I'm an Eli fanboy to the nth degree. Like, like, like we he's he's going to be closer to Peyton Manning at the end with Denver than he's going to be to Eli Manning of a couple years ago. Now, look, the Broncos won a Super Bowl, right, with that Peyton. But this Giants team ain't, ain't close to being as good as that Broncos team was that won Super Bowl 50. What do you what do you think shifting gears staying in New York? What do you think about the buzz of Baker Mayfield to the Jets? And doesn't it seem a little too obvious, a little too easy at this point to connect the dots? Well, like I, I said. And I'm going to tell you something. Let me know. Oh, you know what? For for the for the longtime listeners, we're going to bring this back on a one question 
basis right now. We'll bring it back later in the year. Hot take or just right? Okay, I love it. Baker Mayfield is the best prospect quarterback prospect in this draft class. I'm saying it. Um, I'll say that's a hot take. Okay, it's a hot take. That's fine. You know who I love? Josh Rosen? Josh Allen. Oh, no. You've been spending too much time with Prisco. No, but like, because I, I, I. Do you I like him because like he's him. an alpha male? He's like, he's a man's man. It's like, no, you know I, what? I was very much not sober a few months ago, and I, uh, I watched like a bunch of his stuff on YouTube, and I felt like I was watching like football porn. Like, the guy's like unbelievable. Yeah, he is. Um, well, I, I, I can honestly say that I like, I like all four of the guys. Like, I like all I five talk, of the guys. I like, I'll take you a step further. I like all six of the guys. I think all six are going to be good. So I can talk myself into any one of them for the Giants. And if I'm the Jets, I can talk myself into any one of them as well. Now, the reason why I pan the trade at first is because when you trade up, I feel like you're trading up to get a guy. They might get the third guy on their list, which for them might be okay. I just question the timing of it when the trade was made. But Jets take Baker Mayfield. I'm in on it. The Jets take Josh Rosen. I'm in on it. They take Josh Allen. I'm in on it. They take Sam Darnold. I'm in on it. I might not be in on it for Mason Rudolph or Lamar Jackson at three, but I think both of those guys are first-round quarterbacks, and I happen to really, really like Mason Rudolph quite a bit. Really? So I think I think he's good. I, I, when I watched Oklahoma State last year, there wasn't a moment where I thought to myself, this kid's not going to be really good in the NFL. He, that was my legit thought. Every single time I watched Oklahoma State, I was like, this kid's going to be good. When their offensive line went in the tank, he was a problem. Well, isn't that the case with I a think- lot of quarters? And this is to that very point, Nick. And this is Nick Costas, if you haven't figured that out, at the Costas on Twitter. I tried to do that radio. You know, God, that sounds like Joe Pesci. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, somebody wrote that on review, too. Um, He's right. The people are like, well, here's the deal. Josh Allen needs to go to a good like like Lance Zierlein and I talked about this on the, on the podcast, but it's like th- like he needs to go to a good fit, and Josh Rosen needs to go. Everybody needs to go to a good fit, or it's I think that's not overrated. Yeah, that, well, that, no, 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 that, it's it's not over. It's properly rated in that if you go to a bad spot, things can go south for you quickly. Like you need to have good coaching for like when David Carr went to the Texans and got sacked seven hundred times in his yeah. rookie year, or like um. Trying to think of another example of immediately off the bat, but like Baker Mayfield can't go play for. I mean, like I think okay. So Bruce Arians talked about Lamar Jackson and how he loves Lamar Jackson. He would. I think, do too. Th- I do too. Bruce Arians wouldn't make Lamar Jackson run the Carson Palmer offense. You know, he would Correct. cater his offense to Lamar Jackson, and that's yes. what that's what people are missing is that if you draft Baker Mayfield, you know, you have to cater your offense to Baker Mayfield a little bit. If you draft Josh Rosen, you have to cater your offense to Josh Rosen a little bit. If you draft Lamar Jackson, same thing. Same thing with Josh Allen. The larger issues for me with Allen is that you can't start him right now. You have to wait a year minimum before you play him. Great. Um, there's a guy named Eli Manning who's going to start next year for the Giants. I don't think Dave Gettleman's going to take Josh Allen. I mean, he, fine. He might. Well, who's going to well, who's going to go number one? I'm. I still think. I don't know. It's going to be Darnold, right? I think it's going to be Darnold. All that. I mean, like. Everybody's being told it's Josh Allen. I want Bradley Chubb then. I mean, or Allen. If everybody says it's going to be Josh Allen number one and it's a done deal, unless it's reported a done deal, then I think it's Sam Darnold. I agree. I and agree. I, Very much agree. And I think that John Dorsey probably likes both guys, and he's much more likely to get fired over Josh Allen than no doubt. Sam Darnold. You know what? I, when did the Josh Rosen slander start? Was it like two weeks ago, three weeks ago? No, it's a couple of weeks, months ago, I think. But I mean, like, uh, 
He got like, fever like, pitched. But what we watched, like people like, oh, he got concussed in college. He plays football. Like, yeah. I mean, like. Now, oh, now, that is my only red flag with Josh Rosen is that, okay, if he's had concussions and he suffers more concussions and he's, and a doctor says, hey, you're endangering your livelihood and long-term health. And he's like, you know what? I'm rich. I'm leaving. That's my only concern as opposed to somebody who might like literally need to continue playing football more for the money. In, in a vacuum, rank your rank the six quarterbacks. In a vacuum. Like you're not the GM of any team. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. Will Brinson, comma, NFL analyst slash observer slash fan. Uh I I've decided that Mayfield is one. I love it. I he's just great. He's just he great. is he is pretty awesome. give, it's just like Russell Wilson. He folded though in the uh at the end of the playoff game against Alabama. They weren't great. Or against, Not against Alabama, oh, Georgia. against Georgia. I mean, he lit up Georgia in the first half, though. They were but no, rolling. But, no, but, like, but Lincoln Riley also kind of pissed down his leg. Yeah. My, my, my favorite coaching candidate for the Giants. Hey. Of course, he interviewed for no jobs. But um, the I think I would go Mayfield. I think I would go Mayfield, Dar- Mayfield, Darnold, Rosen, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. I don't know. Like Josh, I, I don't. I bu- the only reason I'm buying on Josh Allen is because of Prisco. Me too. And, like I don't want to buy on Josh Allen. I get. I, I do. I do because I think it's funny. I, when you watch it, I, I watched him play a lot last year, or like a reasonable amount. And I said I've said this a million times, but like every drive, there's a throw where you're like, "Wow!" Like whole, like like you're a ten. You're a ten. That was a ten, dude. At the combine, he threw that pass like seventy five yards, and like Mike Mayock almost had like a Chris Matthews moment, like with Obama, like a thrill <laughs> going up and down his leg. Like it was like it was like sexual almost. Like it was, and, and I'm watching it. I'm, I remember and Rich Eisen. It was so understated and brilliant. The ball's in the air and it just keeps going. Rich Eisen just goes like under his breath, like oh my God. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, like the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, but. Like Kyle Bowler threw a football seventy yards on one knee, and like he sucked in the NFL. So it's like, are am I being seduced by the tools here? Quite possibly. How is Josh Allen gonna be any good? Like he can't throw an out pass. Like he can't like, throw like, an what's out. What's his accuracy gonna be in Madden? Like like right. Yeah. In, in it's almost. I mean, look. If you can get, if you can coach him up, and he can be great, then that's awesome. But he he gets you fired. And I think I gotta I gotta tell you, and not our, our guy Chris Trapasso has taken some black for, for it for yeah. his take on this. He thinks Mason Rudolph's the best quarterback in the draft. He took him twelve overall in the in our in our mock draft. I think Mason Rudolph's freaking awesome. Where, right, where I don't know if I like him as much as Chris does. How would you? But I like Mason Rudolph. You're a Giants fan. You are in the business of picking a quarterback right now. How would you rank them in a vacuum? Darnold, Darnold one, Josh Allen two. Based on nothing except for, like, I mean, I've seen, like, a lot of him, but you're right. Like, I mean, the concerns are very founded, but, like, this is what I would say, though. Like, we're paying Pat Shermer to coach the offense and coach the quarterback. Like, he's made it work. He made it work. Turned Case Keenum into a top-ten quarterback last year. Make Josh Allen work. So that's what I would say. So Allen would be two. I would go Baker three, Rosen four, Rudolph five, Lamar Jack. But I like I, I don't even like answering the question because I, I can talk myself into any. I can literally talk myself into any of those quarterbacks. Maybe not all at number two, but if they trade back, like if they trade back with Buffalo and at 12, they take Mason Rudolph. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm rolling with it. Have you? <laughs> the other thing too, like I feel like um, PFT, Commodore, and, uh, and, and, and Big Cat, Dan Katz, that they – have this unique ability to like latch on. 
that have you read the, have, you seen, have you been to like draftjoshallen.com? Of course. I mean, it's hilarious. But like, can't you see Josh Allen being good just because they like jumped on this bandwagon? I can sort of see that. Well, I th- I think he's going to be good because he's good. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I I w- I want him to be good. And, 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 and it's funny because he fits. He he he's the living, breathing stereotype of like what quote unquote like scouts look for in a quarterback. Okay, where That's would you? It's funny. If you where would you rank slot the slot the guys from this class into? Where you would take them again as a Giants fan with all the guys from last year, so Mahomes, Trubisky, and Deshaun Watson. You love Deshaun I would Watson. Take, I would take Mahomes first. Out of oh one. wow, over Watson. Yeah, yeah, well, dude, Pat. Yeah, yeah, I think I would. It's really, it's yeah. They're I mean, one and those, two. Those are the two guys. Yeah, They're no, one and yeah. two. Yeah. But like, no one. I actually saw Greg Rosenthal tweet this um, a couple weeks ago, um, and he's hundred percent right about it. And I feel like I've been saying it for a long time. Also, I just don't really tweet that much period and not that much about the NFL I mean, just because I'm, I'm feeling I'm on set constantly at work but um what Mahomes did in week 17 against the Broncos like get, got like no coverage because it didn't the game didn't matter at all they played like Kelsey didn't play in that game or barely played Tyree Kill like barely played in the game Kareem Hunt barely played in the game and Mahomes was freaking was was nails did he you was read, awesome did you read Greg's article on it because I I um the impetus for him writing an article on it to go back and watching the game was they sat down with Andy Reid for their podcast, and Andy Reid was like, "Listen, he's like, he's like, we did this Week 17 game, and I felt like I had everything on the table, and it felt he was like, he was like that Week 17 game sort of sold me on trading Alex. I mean, he basically says that like he bought in 100 percent right? on Mahomes, and, and then they had and they had an 18 point lead the next week in the wild card round and lost. So adios, Alex. Right, exactly. That adios, Matt Nagy too. But I mean, I look, oh, Matt Nagy, yeah. Matt Nagy, like. Took a head coaching job. Like, yeah, right, the right. Same thing. They didn't trade Matt Nagy into the Bears. He left. Well, I mean, but like they were going to go with Mahomes at some point anyway, and Alex Smith's contract was up. I mean, I just think I think Mahomes and Watson are one and two. I would certainly entertain a discussion of Baker Mayfield over Mitchell Trubisky or uh, uh, Sam Darnold over Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky's got a year in the NFL. Like you know, it's hard to. I mean, we don't know what these guys are going to look like. I would take Darnold over Trubisky. I would take almost all of them over Trubisky. I wouldn't take. Uh, it's so hard though, because like, you, how can you Trubisky? judge Trubisky for what happened last year? Yeah, yeah, nobody no one, no one around him. I like Trubisky coming out. I like the. I, I do you think it's possible last year's quarterback class ends up being better than this year's quarterback class? If Mahomes and Watson are who we think they can become, top ten guys, then it's got there. a cha- It's got a chance to go down as one of the like. I think Mahomes is like far. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Favre, but like he's, I he's think Mahomes awesome. is awesome. He's awesome. awesome. I would if Mahomes were in this draft, I would take him number one overall, and not even bat an eyelash at it. I I think most people would too, especially if you're a year of training with Andy Reid. Okay, we've run way too long. We're at 38 minutes. That's fine. At the Costas, really? yeah, time flies when you're having fun. That's it. We're it, done. Yeah, we're done. I mean, like I can't go over 40. I don't think. All right, fair enough. We could. I mean, certainly don't need to spend two minutes debating whether we should go over 40 minutes. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Do you, would you like um, to plug HQ or the draft show? Yes, but I'm trying to think if there's anything else I, 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 I would like to discuss. Um, I think the Patriots should go up and get a quarterback. Oh. I think they should. Not because Brady should sit, but Brady's obviously the quarterback as long as he wants to be the quarterback. I do think that there's something to it, though, obviously, and this is not breaking news film at 11, that there's something going on with the Patriots and Belichick right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to tell you why I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. Why I don't think it's going to happen this year. Tell me why. Although I think that it should happen. I think that Bill is out the moment that Brady's out. And that could be next year. 
So if you're Bill here at this point, right, why would you trade future assets to go up and get a quarterback when you need to fortify your roster? They're going to win the AFC again if Brady stays healthy because that conference is trash, right? So I don't think that they're going to do it. I think that they should do it, and I think it's the right move for the future of the organization, but I don't think Bill's concerned with the future of the organization. I think he is. I think he wants another ring. I think he's concerned about the future. I think he wants to make sure that when Josh McDaniels or whoever takes over, that they are put in a position to succeed because it will ultimately reflect on him having left it there for them, especially if it's his guy, McDaniels. But it can't hurt. Like his, like his legacy cannot be hurt. Of course not. I mean, he, he wants to, he wants he wants more rings. I don't think he's going anywhere, by the way. I think he, I don't know. Maybe he's out when Brady leaves. I think he could stay. I mean, he obviously can do whatever he wants. I mean, if he says he's going to stay, I'm sure that that they'll keep him. Um, Anything? I, no, I, I think that there are some teams that need to take a quarter. I think the Chargers should consider taking a quarterback. Steelers, I, the Ravens, I, and, the Cardinals. And I think that if it gets down to it, I don't know that Baltimore is going to take one this year in the first. Not in the first round, I don't think. Not this year. I think that the Saints have got to take one. And I think that Peyton's kind of been itching to do it, and the opportunity hasn't presented itself. If Root... Like Lamar Jackson's there. Like I think that New Orleans could potentially take a quarterback. No, I, well. I, I think I think they are a prime target for Lamar Jackson. And when you think about a coach who can cater to Lamar Jackson's skill set and a perfect landing spot for him where he can sit for two years minimum behind Drew Brees, learn, prep, get better as a pocket passer, and then unleash him like that, it's a perfect landing spot. And if you think about what Sean Payton said, he said, oh, you know, it's not a great quarterback class. Yeah. Right. Anytime somebody says it's not a great quarterback class, you know what? It's a great quarterback class. All right. I got three other three other. I'm, go, I'm go. Making really no, no, it's fine. You know, um, you know what? One. You know what? You haven't done a podcast in months. We can. Um, I, got, I have a lot. Uh, John Gruden. I was really pumped up when he got hired. I have not loved the Raiders offseason. I'm fascinated to see what they're going to do in this right. draft. Uh, fascinated. BetOnline.ag released some over under titles was specious at best in terms of. The numbers actually the being accurate. Texans was nine and a half. That can't be right. Who's is nine? Unless, and a half? unless the unders juiced to like minus three fifty. You oh okay. Well, first of all, let's. They set the Chiefs at seven and a half. Give me, give me, give me that over. Yeah, there um, are some questionable ones. But the Raiders, I think, is probably right in line with where it'll end up being when was when it seven and a half, eight and a half. <laughs> I'd set it at seven and a half. I would too if I were setting it because I'll mash the living bleep out of that under it at eight and a half. If it's eight and a half, I think you have to take the under. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Gruden is either selling us this like a, he's either re- pulling a full red herring on us and sort of being like a well, you know, the old guy just doesn't know what he's doing by being a weird weirdo who talks about DJs and analytics, or he's just an idiot. He's definitely not. He want to. He's not an idiot. No, he's not. Although, an idiot. Although, 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 like, I don't think it's it's out of the like, like it's ridiculous that you said that. I don't I think, think that he's done some and said some idiotic things, but I don't think he's an idiot. I mean, I'm taking. I'll take the over of. Uh, I think Jay Gruden will win more games than John Gruden next year. Very, very, very possible. Yes. But if if Gruden John gets it out of Derek Carr, then I, the Raiders could win eleven games. So yes, very interesting. Sure. Um, I think that the Dolphins absolutely have to go up and get him and Buffalo too. Uh, Buffalo is obvious though. If you're Miami, like a- Adam Gase is going to get fired. If they go into the season with Tannehill and go six and 10 or seven and nine. And I got news for you. That's what's going to happen. If Tannehill's their starting quarterback for the whole season, Miami's got to get a quarterback. And I think that the Cowboys are going to, I don't know if they're going to stink. They are not going to be good. next. I year. think they're going to stink. 
Yeah. I think they're, they're, they oh, they will at max go eight and eight next year. They're over under. They're over under is eight and a half, and I like that oh, under. That, that is the under of the millennium. Is the Dallas Cowboys under eight and a half wins? Um, Either I don't care. People will be like, "Oh, you're a Giants fan. You hate." I don't care. I no. legitimately don't. If I thought they would win eleven games, I would bet on it. Their wide, wide receiver core stinks. And it's the problem Al- is, is like. Do we, do we love any of these receivers? Like, I happen to like Cortland Sutton. I feel like not I, – you know, the guy I really like is Anthony Miller, the kid from Memphis. But I don't think they can take him in 19th overall. No, they can't. They have too many defensive issues. Their defense isn't that good. They crush. Yeah. I mean, they have DeMarcus Lawrence and Taco Charlton. If, like, both those guys come along and, and are great. And you're right. I shouldn't say they have no pass rush because Lawrence was obviously great last sure. year. What I should say is they don't have enough pass rush. Right. This is a big season for Dallas in that they are paying Tony Romo and Des Bryant $18 million, $17.9 million in terms of dead cap space. And if Dak, and they're doing it, Dak's getting $750,000. Garrett got to go. Jason Garrett's got to go. Um, yeah, look. if This is it for Jason if Garrett. If Dak takes a step back, Jason Garrett's getting fired. Well, here's, Dak could take a step forward and it's not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the team's not good. It's not, it's not very good. Um, I agree. I agree with you. I'm, I'm down. I like that we're on the same page. I'm down on the. I'll tell you what. Do you, are you worried about the Rams? Are the Rams too hyped? Your Rams? Yes, yes, they are too hyped, but it doesn't matter. Might not. They're they're really good. They're gonna go. They're gonna win a minimum of ten games. Can I tell you the over under that I like right now? Please. The Browns over. What is it? Four and a half. Yeah. If Tyrod starts all sixteen games, I like it. Yeah. If they draft JoshAllen.com and then start him. 13 games that I'm going to be I tweeted this already. Like the week one lines already came out. The Browns are seven point home underdogs in week one against the Steelers. If Tyrod Taylor starts that game and it's not like Sam Darnold, I will put a million dollars on the Browns. (laughs) One. I'm not even kidding. One million dollars. I will bang that thing for $1 million. Um, And uh, what else? What else? What other over unders I see that I like? The, the, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull these up right the now. Chiefs, the Chiefs is in, the Chiefs is insane. Seven and a half is nuts. The Chargers at nine and a half is a, is an underplay. And these, uh, these numbers can't be real. This right? is not right. This is, this is somebody trying to like, it's like when you start putting out mock drafts in September just to get ahead of the curve. That's what they're doing. All right. We got to go. We're over 45 minutes. Let's, uh, unless you got more stuff you want to talk about. Uh, no. Um, what I will say is this, um, CBS sports HQ. Dot com. Dot com. CBS sports.com slash live all connected devices. Um, I'm having, I appreciate everyone that's tweeted to say, hey, want you back on the podcast. Sincerely appreciate it. But I can tell you that what I am doing right now with CBS Sports HQ is quite literally my dream job. I could not be happier to be doing it. As a kid that grew up watching Chris Berman do NFL primetime and fell in love with sports broadcasting at literally the age of six and the NFL at all sports at a very young age, the fact that I get to do highlights on a nightly basis is pretty much the coolest thing of all time. Um, five o'clock preview show is great. Um, 10 o'clock, we got highlights for you. And I'm hosting the NFL Draft all three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, CBS Sports, um, HQ, CBSSports.com, the whole deal. Princeton will be on, Prisco, Lockanfora, Danny Cannell, Brady Quinn, a cast of thousands. It's going to be fantastic, and I will be piloting the ship. So hope you get a chance to check it out because it's going to be a lot of fun, and we will inform you, and we will make you laugh, and we will entertain you. And we got Costas back on, which means that you people have to rate and review five stars. Leave it. Bang it on the uh, the app, keep it going. We really appreciate it. The bosses have noticed; they like it. Uh, we're gonna keep. We're gonna have a podcast daily. It'll be thirty minutes. Apologize for going long here, but Nick, Nick is a rare occasion. We're gonna talk to Nick very often. 
um, and we'll be uh, daily through the draft. Thanks for listening. As always, Nick, pleasure, buddy. Good talking to you, Bob.